gonna we and each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this the first token of the Oanic priesthood with its accompanying name sign or penalty should we do so we agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots search ponder pray is this the place eat when I go when this is over maybe a little in and out action hmm are they open that late uh yeah they're we're open not gonna one. they're open yeah we're, we're not gonna talk about movies for three hours that's if we talk we better not be Lisa <laughs> said there was food up there too that's why I had to like mute and bitch the last episode <laughs> oh I don't, even, I don't even know if it was her but I was like what the hell um yeah movies movies episode okay, what's up what's up what's going on um, I have a headache, girl. Like I've had a headache for a couple days. Yeah, is it because of the bullshit we're going through in like the real world, or is it just? I'm wondering which is the weather change. Hmm. Like I, that's possible, but when this weather happens, I get all like frisky, and imagine past lovers. Yeah. And yeah. like think of them fondly, not in a mm. bad way. It's very nice. Hmm. Okay. And like the things so, I like, liked about things I liked about their bodies and the things they did to me and like cute moments we had and stuff. Well, that's just recently. Yeah, I was driving to work the other day and it was cold and so I had like my seat warmers on, but the sunroof open. It was like forty five degrees and it was in the mm-hmm. morning. And uh, Gardenia by Iggy Pop came on and I remember dancing naked with a guy once with that. And I was just thinking about that, like, fondly, instead of being, like, I wasn't mad at him anymore. Because, like, things didn't end great, because, you know, things usually don't end great. Right. <laughs> um, and we weren't, like, we weren't dating or anything. We were just sleeping together. And he did a lot for me, um, confidence-wise, I think. And sexually, yeah. he opened a lot of doors. And I was just thinking about it and fondly remembering it. And I was like, oh, yeah. But, like, last year at this time when I had, because when the weather changes, I think about him. And yeah. I was pissed last year, but now I'm like, ah, oh, that was a fun time. So I'm glad that I'm over it. It's nice. See, you um, just pointed out something that I think is so fascinating about music is that they're usually tied to people or memories. Mm-hmm. So we definitely are one of our music episodes. We definitely should talk about music as memories. Well, like Billie Jean by uh, Michael Jackson. I've heard, mm-hmm. I've known that's about that song for my whole life. And I've known a man named Christian. Hello, Christian. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> and we, he was my boss, but we would work together all the time. Um, and I would, he loved that song. And I just, every time that song the pops on, I think of him like dancing like a white man. <laughs> and it just makes me like so happy. But I'm like, how is it possible that a song that I knew so long, so much longer than I've known him, he's mm-hmm. the first person I think of like, how dare you hijack that song when I'm not mad. I love him. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> So you have a lot of memories tied to music is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that's <laughs> honestly, that's probably why I love movies, our music and movies, too. And, like, you know, like, it just reminds you of. Yeah. Of like, who you were or where you were. Or... And, like, I love listening to a song that, like, songs that I like to show people. Yeah. That, like, the whole time you're listening to a song, it's like a slideshow of memories in your brain. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah, I, I love too. to just cruise and listen to tunes. I mean, we have that in common. <laughs> yeah. 
It's true. I think it's also small town girl. It's just like, I'm going up to the mountains. I'm having some therapy. I'm getting rid of some things in my soul or I'm just like learning and growing. Like, well, like how JD was like, have you listened to that Killers album yet? And I'm like, no, but it legitimately, like, I know where I need to be when I'm listening to yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, and I, haven't had, I, haven't, I haven't been down south for like a minute. So it's like, I'm going down next week to get my oil changed and to take camera your blanket. Cam, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so she told me she has a whole tattoo sleeve. My little what? cousin. Yeah. I love that. I have been admiring tattoo sleeves for a minute and I am so damn scared to get one. You know, it just, it just showed me how much we don't know each other anymore. And it made me like excited to be like, I can't wait to get to know you, dude. Mm. Because like, um, cause she was like, cause she's like, well, how's that blanket go? And I've talked to you about this one. I'm like, I'll bring it down next week. And she's like, cool. You can see my sleeve tattoo. And I'm like, you're all tatted up. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I can't wait to show you. And I was just like, oh, my God. Okay, you're not 16 anymore. Great. That's like, so that's, that's sometimes you have to remind yourself that, you know, like, I bitch about how my siblings and shit treat me like I'm 16 still. But, I'm like, she's not 16 anymore either. So, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> can't yep. wait to see her. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, movies. Today's episode movies. about movies. So, you made a couple of lists, I know. So, I wanted, I want you to define what the categories of lists that you made so that I can follow your suit. Cause I know it's harder for you to do this than me. Cause you've got <laughs> so much more. Um, I actually just did a little bit of a blend. Um, I did movies that are like really movies that like change my point of view okay. or that like help me grow up. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of like the movies that made me, I'm not like, there's so many movies out there to only pick 15. I think I actually picked 17 and, um, my top five R-rated movies for Mormons to watch are just an extension of my favorite movies. So <laughs> right, right. So it's just like, but you have to, you have to watch these rated R movies if you're gonna if you're gonna bend the rule, do it with these ones, right? Yeah, because like I think I actually like I feel movies might have been movies and music were definitely the first thing to make me go. Mm, I don't know if I want to mm-hmm. follow these rules mm-hmm. because movies were so instrumental to my education, my out, outside education. Yeah. And like, yep. I'm not well, we're well, well around Cause I'm well traveled. Like I've never been out of the country, right. but like that surprises people. Cause they're like, you have like a pretty worldly perspective. I blame, I think and blame movies, music and books and stuff like yep. entertainment, fashion, you know, experience. It's an education. It's a form of, that's what I love about film is that it's an easily accessible art form uh-huh. that can make you think well and like my mom would like i like to say i was a homebody but she's like let's go to madcap which was like our blockbuster mm-hmm. um we didn't even have a blockbuster <laughs> and she would she was friends with cindy who is um the brian, owner <laughs> no it's brian turner's mom um and then oh. and then and then uh her sister-in-law christensen I don't yeah. know. Anyways, yeah, yeah. they like my mom would talk to anyone who was there. Yeah. So she would just gab their asses off. So I would get bored. Like we'd seriously be there for an hour. And <laughs> I would, it was a goss station. Like I remember yeah. just being there too. And like more people would come in and it would, just, it would be like a whole entire thing. And like <laughs> we would always, every time we went to Madcap, I went mean, Sheldon, uh, like Sheldon uh, worked, he owned it originally. And my mom loved him mm. and he he actually had five. He was married to a woman and had five kids. And then he came out as gay and like left hello um, on yeah. topic for today <laughs> right so um but she loved and i loved him too he was great like he did the spook alley in the underneath remember that he let me be in it was it in the um 
The one on was the it cor- in the one on the corner or the yeah. one by the bakery? The one on the corner. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay, that's I didn't was not allowed down there. Nope. Yeah, I have to lay in a coffin and bounce up and scream. And I remember Blake Merrick going, "Hi, Bobby!" Because I'm like. <laughs> You're just freaked out. Like I was like, I was just like, whatever, but it was fun. <laughs> um, but uh, so when, I, when we go to Madcap, um, I, it, we'd just be there forever. And I would just go and read the covers, like the back of the movie or like look, look at the interesting cover and be like, okay, I wonder what this is about. And I've, I've caught so many gems just doing that. Like, thank God my mom likes to talk everyone's fucking ear off because I probably would have missed out on a lot of good entertainment. Had I not been back in the horror section looking at like, you know, or like, uh, you know, like I'll talk about my first favorite, my favorite, my absolute favorite movie is the Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the reason why I picked it is because I was going through like an Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson phase. Mm-hmm. And I love Ben Stiller, too. But it's a super art housey movie. Mm. And it was Wes Anderson wasn't what he is now back then. Right. And it just came out. <laughs> and he had like Rushmore and bought a rocket under his belt, I think. Um, and those are both great movies, but like the Royal Tenenbaums, first of all, my grandpa's name is Royal (laughs) and, um, just everything. Like I remember getting it. It was rated R. My mom didn't care. She was like, whatever, get it. I think it was an eighth grade. (laughs) And, um, I remember just sitting in the basement and just absorbing this because you've seen Wes Anderson movies. Like you've seen Moonrise Kingdom and Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh He is for sure autistic (laughs) because his, he's so intricate and anal and his sets are so gorgeous it's incredible and you yeah just, if you like you can like pause like my sister got me um every frame is art it's every every single frame is art mm-hmm. and my sister got me um just a picture book of just stills of all of his movies once wow. and it's, it's big and it's like i love that thing i cherish yeah. it yeah yeah well i i love that you, the reason why you got in so into films is because you were left to your own devices in a whole store of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't think that much about the importance of film until my husband, his siblings are in the film industry right. and they started this film club thing where every Sunday we would go there. It was me, Spencer, Scott, Christy, and Steve. And that was the original like film club. Well, I married into it. It was not original. Right. It was running before me, but, um, one person, it went in order every time. So every five weeks, we got to pick a new film and we would just share a film. And it could have mm-hmm. been a fun experience or an artistic experience or like a um, holy shit, a film changing experience or like, yeah, deep cuts. And I learned to actually watch a movie mm. before I liked movies and I liked like. I mean, it was just fun form of entertainment. It never, like, taught me anything, really. It was just for entertainment purposes until film club when I started looking for the symbolism behind things and, like, how people, how how the camera is moving and all of these different things. So I'm really glad, like, I'm really excited for these lists now because I just thought this was going to be a fun episode, but, like... Cool. I am so excited to hear like your picks well, here. Well, I mean, like the Royal Tenenbaums. One of the reasons why that is such an important movie to me is because it really helped me face my abandonment issues with my dad. Because the movie is about a guy who is in debt, so he act, he fakes like he's dying, and he goes and moves, but he like abandons his wife and kids. He's kind of a deadbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows different kind of favoritisms to the different kids, which you know this is totally the story of my life. And mm-hmm. then like. Ben Stiller is so pissed off 
Gwen pa- Gwyneth Paltrow is so detached and Luke Wilson's trying so hard to win his dad's acceptance. Mm. And I have witnessed every part of that. And then also just like Angelic Houston's in it and she's the mom and like her whole thing. And then even like Owen Wilson's character is the guy that lives across the street, but he's obsessed with the Tenenbaums because he thinks they're mm. such a cool family. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, en- I identified with literally every aspect of this film and it helped soften me to a lot of things about like, you don't need to be like, cause at the end, Ben Stiller just breaks down and he's just like, I've had it hard. And like his dad's his comfort. And I did tell my dad about this movie. And I'm like, I wish that we would, he's like, your life's not a movie grow up, but it's just like, it, mm-hmm. it could, it could like, this is like the most real mm-hmm. movie that if like you finally get vulnerable with the people that have hurt you and like you are, have mutual vulnerability, beautiful things can happen. Wow. <laughs> so not always going to happen, but you know, like it can. So it helped me. And then it also like, reiterated that i fucking love the kinks like the kinks is a band that's always in the back of my fucking head mm-hmm. and i never put them on my favorite band list but i fucking love the kinks they're so they've hit every generation and they've done it there in their own way uh, every yeah. decade so yeah c- cinema and film like uh and this is when i'm in eighth grade and i'm like there's so many like just 10 years of film before eighth grade that mm-hmm. i you know what i mean so i'm excited yeah. about this episode too cool so, um, definitely tell me where that Royal Tenenbaum, like, maybe that was just a bonus. I mean, no, that's, really that's cool. absolutely 100% my favorite movie. Cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. And Wes Anderson is like my hero. Like I, we're going to talk about directors that I absolutely love through this whole entire thing because yeah. directors yeah. definitely have yep. so much to do with it. I love how directors like talented musicians if they're talented you can just be like oh that's tarantino oh that's a kevin smith oh that's you know what i mean yeah you you can just be like oh that's you know you know who it is and i love i love that you know yeah yeah yeah. i'm excited too okay so question did you write down any of your favorite mormon movies I was going to, and then I was just like, I'm exhausted. I don't want to watch more <laughs> movies. It's Together Forever. That's my favorite one. Together and, Forever. Okay. Why is yeah. that? Um, I just really like that song. Um, we can be together, together forever someday. someday. <laughs> um, and I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the idea of finding someone that you want to spend to all of forever together with together forever with is when you're a kid is a cute little fantasy mm-hmm. that's like kind of fun but now i'm like i don't want to spend forever with anyone like mm-hmm. i want to switch i want to be able to switch it up like maybe maybe we do but maybe we switch it up no it's, it's fine i i love that people people know who they are and they want what they want mm-hmm. my the worst thing is when people say that they want to be together forever and in their hearts they know they don't want to be monogamous so right. i like that people know who they are yeah. Um, What's okay. So one? then, I guess I will do one favorite one. And that's Saturday's Warrior. <laughs> no, you can you can do a lot. We can talk about them. I just okay. Didn't, I, I didn't like refresh my memory, so you're gonna have to be doing most of the talking. Okay. Okay. Like okay. I was gonna go on YouTube and refresh my memory today, and then I took a nap instead. Nah, that's not I'm a worth cranky it. baby. So <laughs> if you don't know it in your heart, it's like not. You mean it's like giving an inauthentic an, an gift. You're like, well, I just threw this together. Well, so well, I, yeah, yeah, but like I mean, I Saturday's Warrior is important, and so is um, Singles Ward, and like. There's like, and we can talk even about like saints and soldiers and stuff. We talked about it a little bit before, I think, but yeah, we've, we've mentioned it here or there. Okay. I'm just going to do one because okay. they're going to be mentioned anyway. I'm going to say that one of my favorite, um, Mormon films, 
fuck now I feel like I have to do a plug is not once about once I was a beehive by um Stephen Schimmick and McLean Nielsen that's my brother-in-law by the way uh-huh. and it wasn't once I was engaged which is the new hit release from the Mormondom <laughs> um that was a I... nice plug you're 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 welcome you're welcome it was free too so um <laughs> maybe put was... us in your movie <laughs> I am in one of their movies as a credit, but like not my full name, so I can't ever use it mm. to get like a job on Survivor or anything. So, um, <laughs> um, you're not an actor think... skilled either, man. <laughs> I guess you technically could be now. Yeah, I want to be in the production crew, not like out there. Um, I want to mention Richard Dutcher's film Brigham City. What's it? What's it about? I thought you know. I mean, I, I feel like I can see the cover, and I've probably seen it. Oh, if you haven't seen it by now, well, okay, what if, if unmormon people want to w- watch it? Okay, fine. If you want to watch it and you're not Mormon and you don't want to have spoilers, just fast forward about a minute and I will and then, okay, so there's the spoiler warning. <laughs> if you don't want spoilers to the Mormon movie we're about to talk about. <laughs> what if somebody does want to watch it? Um, so Richard Dutcher reality, okay? <laughs> eventually <laughs> has officially left the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, when he was uh, writing movies, he wrote God's Army, which is about like missionaries yeah. that leave or whatever. It was not a typical happy-go-lucky Mormon sticky honey film. So he did Brigham City. It was about a small town and murders started happening. Or no, somebody found a, a dead body um, in the local park. And so... Um, there's a murderer around and like uh, it keeps happening Mm -hmm. and it is a film about um a wolf in sheep's sheep's clothing it's about uh wrestling with your identity as a um cop and as a mormon Mm -hmm. because sometimes you have to i I think i've seen this movie yeah so um i think it is my favorite definitely one of my favorite um Mormon movies because it brought into my mind that you don't know who you think you know and right. that that was presented to me Which in a, a Mormon good, it's film. a good theme yeah and it's a good yeah I'm gonna pause okay well I'm gonna pause for your next movie that you want to talk about because I really want to eat some of these taquitos real quick okay. so <laughs> if I'm quiet I'm still talking and mm-hmm-ing in the background but okay. there you go um so my this is a very important movie to me just because it was my aha moment about creativity um when I was a kid growing up I would always say that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom for my mom's benefit that's what having a narcissist for a mother is all about shame Um, yeah so I was like I just want to be a stay-at-home mom and but I I wanted to be an ice skater when I was a kid like a little kid and then when I was about eight um I remember this whole entire thing vividly like my dad would my dad was also really good at this because my dad's from Tropic and Bryce Valley is pretty it's the most artistic um 1A school I'd say out there in Pink in Utah anyways um well think about the inspiration that's all around that place well I mean but Pinkwich is like not though you know what I mean? But like, if you want to go have a good time, like at Halloween, they do a fun thing. They do, they, they're a very creative town and like, they always have the arts and stuff. Like 
Penguin has long since gotten rid of the like the arts are funded by some guy in town, not the school, not like the funding. And mm. so like they're very artistic. So like my dad <laughs> was like, "You, ha- we're watching the Indiana Jones trilogy today," and what he would uh, he would go get us like junk food, and he called it father food. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was like when he was home on the weekend from being gone for two weeks. And That's it was true. one of the weekends where my family That's wasn't. so fucking funny to me. What, father food? Yeah. It's like the Disneyland uh, yeah. dad. I uh, I told Micaiah that at dinner and he laughed hard too. He's like, I love that. Uh, which Micaiah, by the way, is such, like, Micaiah and Kevin, like, our friend group, we love to go to movies, even if they're shitty movies, and just, like, either laugh or whatever. We go to a movie all the time. Like, Kevin and I had a standing mon- uh, Tuesday date night, or date, date morning. We'd go to a movie and to lunch um but uh so the movie that we watched indiana jones the first one obviously uh great but when the temple of doom came on i it was almost like a religious experience to me Mm. i i I remember i was laying on my on the purple carpet in my mom's family room and um it's what really made me want to make movies um, I want to write and direct at some point in my life. And that was the point that made me think that. And like, obviously Raiders and the last crusade are like infinitely <laughs> better than temple of doom, mm. but there's just something about like the fantasy and like, even the part where she goes, Oh, look at those big birds. And he's like, those are vampire bats. And we had bats in our trees. Like I, there was just so much about it that I identified with. And I loved Harrison Ford. Like I love Harrison Ford and so good. He was like my even my little kid crush. I like love I've always loved him and I just remember being like what if I made movies for a living? What if I made cuz like Steven Spielberg's the king of production like design. He doesn't really go CGI very often. Mhm. And like even like World of War- Worlds, he created that whole like when they come out of the house and that whole that wreckage of the plane, they created that. And like Rob Zombie's, Rob Zombie's making, um, remaking the monsters. He's doing the same thing. He's building like a whole set, and I'm so excited. Like, cause I feel like that practical films will always slap Mm -hmm. harder than anything. Mm -hmm. Like it's such like a beautiful art form, and I I was sad that it was kind of becoming a lost art form, and I'm so happy to see it's coming back. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. So Indiana Jones: The Temple of Doom is just just blew me blew my little eight-year-old mind all the way off and i it's one of my favorite i still have like the vhs it's under my bed i remember asking my mom i'm like for christmas i'm like i don't want anything except for the indiana jones trilogy and i was that's a big for a little kid to be like nothing except for three mm-hmm. movies that's all i want mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like i don't i'm like i saw it at kmart i i saw that it was this much like i'm like that's all you have to spend on me like it's all i want and I, of course, got other stuff, but she, like, she got me the whole trilogy. It was in my stocking, and my stocking was, like, stretched out. But um, I That's think really Jake, cool. got the, Jake got the Star Wars trilogy that year, too. So oh, I, cute. I, which I also have. I stole it, and I have it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to listen to this and be like, that's where it went. No, I he, knew it. He told me he doesn't listen, he doesn't listen to this podcast because he knows it'll just make him mad, remember? Oh, yeah. God damn it. Okay. So what's your first? <clears throat> you have to tell so me, too. So yours was Indiana Jones. And the Temple of Doom okay that's an important it's not it's not my favorite indiana jones by any stretch like i love i think it's different between like it's either raiders or the last crusade because i like love the nazi shit like in uh, the world war ii shit and all that stuff but like i don't know what it was about temple of doom but it woke something it woke in something in me and i was just like yeah this is fucking 
cool. And George Lucas and I, fun fact, who did Indiana <laughs> Jones and Star Wars, we have the same birthday. Really? Yeah, May 14th. And so does Kate mm. Blanchett. And um, I wrote him an angry letter when he redid Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> When he re-edited the original Star Wars, I wrote mm-hmm. him a letter. I was like, "You are such an activist, like from youth." <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a nanny. I was twenty-three when I wrote the letter. I was twenty-two when I wrote the letter. Um, but I was just like, "Why are you doing that?" And like, where can I find it where it's not? Because I bought the trilogy um, on DVD when I was a nanny, and all the added shit is just like so embarrassing. Like when Han calls uh, Jabba a good person, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Shut up." Just shut up. Like, what is this? <laughs> if this would have been the original, it wouldn't have been famous. It wouldn't have made right, it. Right. Right. <laughs> You're right. You are a purist in yeah. most things. Yeah. Well, I was feeling pressure to kind of like mix or match with you uh, about my movie choices and kind of like roll off of your themes or whatever. But I think having that much pressure is going to drive me nuts. So yeah. I'm just going to pick one. Okay. And we're just going to go with it. Okay. Um... <laughs> okay, I want to talk about Song of the South. Song, Song of the South. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth. I want to talk about this journey with Song of the South because <laughs> Song of the South has been banned in this uh, country, I think, for... I don't even um, know. What it is. I've never even heard of it. Racism. There is... there. It's a Disney movie... Uh, around a slavery situation Mm. and i love it well okay the the reason why it's on this list is because uh, i grew up with it i grew up thinking it was a great movie i grew up thinking that like what other racist um, themes in it do you know huh i'll tell you i'll tell you so um and i was like i always loved uncle remus and the like the stories he told about Burr Rabbit and Burr Fox and Burr Bear. And like one of my goals as a child was to be able to make a dollar a minute, um, which I did realize that dream when I became a lash artist. And so like Song of the South is such a defining film for me. And I have it on DVD because I bought it from out of the country mm-hmm because it's copied whatever it's it's uh the the version we had was recorded off of satellite because my grandpa in the 90s had a giant ass satellite that aired a bunch of wherever the fuck yeah lisa had that too we had we had the most weird collection of like because they would record and like we would watch so many pirated movies yes and so like the ones we had had japanese subtitles and we we recorded off the tv so i got it um on dvd and i was gonna pick it for film club which Mm -hmm. we still had um it had changed and shifted a lot in the years since christy and steve moved to california to be famous (sighs) and left us behind um but can we swim in your pool guys (laughs) (laughs) they uh yes i think i think so (laughs) we will all have a pool um but um i went to pick it for film club and i kind of got um an uncomfortable vibe from these people that i respected and i was like I had to take a look at what I was asking myself, what I was asking my friends to do. I wanted to share it because it is a piece of nostalgia, uh-huh. but just because it's nostalgic, it's not 
it's it's not something that I should like bring out and say you're gonna love this because it, racism is real and it makes mm-hmm. people uncomfortable and it should make people uncomfortable because that means they should change right so right. and or you know what I mean you know what I mean so yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah that uh, song of the south used to be something that I bragged about loving and mm-hmm. um realizing that it hurts people to indulge in that kind of entertainment made me take a look and say mm, it's something that made me and I'm yeah, glad no, for and I think, I think that's fine I, I'm wondering like what is the racism about like is, is okay it- so the racism is this um this little white boy is coming to is kind of like leaving the big house and going down the road into the slavery homes mm-hmm. and sitting with Uncle Remus who's um uh Oh yeah, so, uh, so it's like it's man. like the tar it's like the tar baby. Like the Yes, yes, yes. So he's Rare telling rabbit. him stories. Yes, okay. he's telling yeah. him stories about these and he's, you know, it's it's um it's kind of terrible in one way because it lies about a lot of slave experience because oh, it's like yeah, oh yeah. slaves were well treated look at this like oh you know what i mean I so had, it glosses over book. and whitewashes it i mm-hmm. had the book and you're right it is banned they've white they've since uh they've they cleaned it they've scrubbed it but disney has like they pretend like it doesn't exist but yeah right it'll no. never be re-released in the united states ever my mom has um, and the then, rabbit book though yeah I and so the then the other being like what is this shit but it was yeah it was, it was kind of Cause like I'd seen like Huck and Finn, I think, and they get tarred and feathered, and I always attribute uh-huh. it to that, so it always seemed dark to me. Same, and also, um, uh, the Joseph Smith line, you know how he got tarred and feathered. It was like kind of Maybe that's around why I that. Knew about it too, yeah. Um, but so that is an an additional part that's um, bad about it is because Tar Baby is what symbolic of black, black people. Yeah. And um, the fact that he sl- uh, physically assaults the tar baby yeah. is the problem as well. So, yeah. sorry guys, uh, it's. Well, I mean, it's, don't apologize. It is, what it, is. it is what it, I mean. You learned something that day. That's all that matters, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's yeah. like I, I remember that, and I remember like liking to read that, but I also remember feeling a darkness about it. So yeah, there definitely is something amiss there. Yeah. What's your next one? No, your turn. It's your turn. Oh. So my next one's Detroit Rock City. I'm going City. back to the Takedo, just so you know. Okay. Have you seen Detroit Rock City? No. Oh, my God. Okay. It's seriously the funniest fucking movie on the planet. <laughs> like, okay. uh, it's about these four fucking teenage boys that are in a Kiss cover band. It's set in the 70s. Oh, my God. I'm going to love it already. Yeah. And it's uh, one of the, 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 the drummer, they get Kiss tickets and the drummer, his, um, his mom is this, like, super crazy Christian woman who thinks the opening scene is her trying to listen to the Carpenters, and it's actually a Kiss song because he has to hide his Kiss records in her shit because so, she, like, <laughs> goes through his room and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she loses her goddamn mind on him. And I remember the reason why I picked it up in a bad cap was because it looked like the cover of it is that um, it's, like, mad mad TV uh kind of cartoon and it reminded me of Greece. And I love mm. Greece. So I was like, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick this up. And um I knew Kiss too, of course, but like I thought the whole I was like, yeah, this is gonna be hilarious. So and it, I wasn't wrong. But it's definitely I was way too young to be watching it. It is very vulgar. <laughs> but it's also just like so fucking funny. Like 
they so she, he he has kiss tickets in his in his he actually did his mom finds the kiss tickets and burns them and then they win some so they like and then sends him to catholic school so they like steal a car they win tickets they're going to detroit rock city and it's just like all this misadventures they pick up a disco chick it's like the whole entire thing is just like so fucking on point hilarious the costume design and kiss was heavily involved in it too so there's a lot of kiss artifacts throughout the whole entire thing and um just like the whole it just is just so what it's the excitement the feeling of going to a show when you were in high school where it's just like like at one point he's like let's fucking ditch get out of here he's like you want us to slough school he's like i'm just going through the motions till i'm old enough to graduate or to, to, to drop out <laughs> and it's just like all this shit like it's just like it kills me i'm like they're like the shittiest band and like the whole entire thing is just like so it's just so perfect and goofy it's like yeah but it's also just like really well done the soundtrack is like awesome um the way they do everything is just amazing so highly recommend Detroit Rock City it's just oh my god like I love it I show everyone it and it's like scene to scene to scene like you're laughing the whole entire time so watch that shit I don't even know if I have a funny movie that made me laugh my ass off like that let me put this down I'm so, so gonna have to listen I'm to me so too for a right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'll go get some food. Now. Okay. So okay, again, I will kill myself if I try to match your tempo. So I don't have a favorite, most hilarious song that comes to mind yet. Um, but one thing that you said that you were way too young to watch it. Uh-huh. My favorite movie in third grade. Well, it's a tie, <laughs> but um, one of them was Death Becomes Her. Oh, that's a good one. That's Such a, a good fucking one. good movie. It's a I good Halloween that, I watched movie. that for the first time this like last year during the really? pandemic. Yeah. Really? Which is oh crazy because I love Goldie Hawn. Like, I fucking right? love Goldie Hawn. She's, her, her movies are on this, this list a lot. <laughs> Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep and Bruce Willis with yeah. hair. Yeah. But I think that this was, I mean... Of course, I'm thinking back to my whole life and thinking about what was my sexual awakening. It was um, Armageddon when Ben Affleck does the um, animal crackers on Liv Tyler's boobs (laughs) and down under. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then um, it's this this lady who like drapes out of the pool and is like naked. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wow. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about this because we're always hinting around at my sexuality that I'm like secretly lesbian. I feel (laughs) like that. That gets hinted around a lot. You're the. I do not tell you this at all. I've never mentioned it once because I said someone was hot and you're like, oh, Bobby, and I was like, no. And then I was thinking about it, and uh, I only bring it up because you bring it up. (laughs) Well, I mean that's fine, but moving in stereo by the cars came on um when i was cruising around the other day and mm-hmm. i was thinking about that classic scene in fast times at ridgemont high when she comes out with the red jumpsuit and like undoes her bra mm-hmm. undoes her jumps you know or, or her swimsuit and i was like that's such a fucking cool scene it's like it's not that i want want her i want to be like her yeah so i'm thinking about all these people that i am like that bitch is sexy that bitch is cool and it's like i wasn't like I wasn't trying to like 
be with her. I was trying to be like her. I was like molding my yeah. personality around all these cool people. So like, that's okay. I think that's actually what it is. It's like admiration for like, it's like, cool. I want to embody that. Cool. My actual point, my actual pick of this is Thelma and Louise. <laughs> I knew that was coming. You did? I've never, you talk about it all the time. I've never seen it. I love Thelma and Louise. Um, I would pop it in right after Beauty and the Beast in third grade after school. Oh, and also I interchanged that with Grease. Such a fucking good movie. <laughs> Which is also, we should not have been, that was a, such adult content. Yes. So. I told my third grade teacher that she did not want to know all the horny details. <laughs> and did not know what that meant. I used to but tell she people was to like, eat me. From, from Nikki and my parents were like you can't say that you can't you can't uh well then uh anyway so um Thelma and Louise is adult mature content mm -hmm. this girl is in a domestic violence situation mm -hmm. um she's in a very abusive marriage her best friend is uh Susan Sarandon so I it's Gina I Davis Susan, Susan Sarandon. Sarandon she's like Ugh, I love her. Yes. Aren't they both just goddesses? Yeah, but so, like Susan Sarandon, she does like she her, is her choices great. are great. I love her choices. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Are you talking about stepmom? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, but yeah, but I will I'm say just... that when my dad was uh engaged when we went over for Christmas to his at his soon to be wife's house, she did have mm -hmm. that movie on and I was like, uh, a little subtle there, Marie. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, it'd be kind of nice if my mom got cancer. <laughs> I know. Me too. I was like, uh, but I don't think I'm going to come live with you. I'll just live with one of my siblings. Right. <laughs> no, but I'm just going to be in a van down by the river. Yeah, um, I don't care. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, so it, um, Thelma convinces Earl Louise, has to die. Louise to um, come out and have a night. And so she like says fuck it and leaves like a can of soup in the microwave and like for her husband who expects dinner to yeah. be hot you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. so they go dancing and she gets a little drunk and she gets a little flirty and this guy uh, ends up, no oh please, please uh rapes her in the parking lot and oh. so um and her friend finds her and like tries to come to her aid and like this guy says suck my cock and so she shoots him she shoots him dead and now they've turned a girl's Good. night <laughs> they've turned a girl's night into a murder and it happens i mean it definitely happens and they take all their cash and run cross country uh the scenery is incredible they go through utah yeah um there and, is like, humor yeah. There is um, camaraderie because these women just th went through hell and now they're like going to be charged with murder. Right. The FBI is involved. Yeah, yeah. It's it's old school wiretapping adventure. They meet <laughs> Brad Pitt's first movie. Yep. They meet this cowboy in the middle of nowhere and he fucks Gina Davis like she ought to be. <laughs> first butt I've seen in the movies, by the way, and it was Brad Pitt's butt. That's and, a good butt to see, dude. He's got a good one. And steals her money in the morning. Aw. So, Bastard. and then they just keep running up these charges. Like, they end up, like, robbing a bank. Yeah. Or whatever. So, like, um, but it is a movie about sisterhood, about... Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is poignant points. This right. was a movie in like 85. They were talking right. about rape culture, like, and like patriarchal 
bullshit and domestic violence and, and like and this was also a time when uh it was like oh women can't get along right 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 yeah. so uh in so many ways this movie maybe it wasn't in um 85 now i'm deciding to check my facts I could just Google it right here with my computer. Thelma <laughs> and Louise. 1991. Okay. So, so you're, you're just six years off. It's fine. And then like, <laughs> and then it won best picture. So, um, yeah. it is an excellent film and you should watch it. It's really good. I'm, I'm, it, it's on my list. Um, it's funny that that's your movie. Cause my next movie is the chase with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Have you seen this fucking movie, dude? Charlie Sheen. Okay, that's so the the two and a half men Sheen yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. this is like back to out, a taquito. This came out in like '94. Um, I actually need to Google and see if it came out. I think it came out like right before OJ happened. So it's interesting that, like the oh my god, the timing is like um, I don't even remember a day before the OJ Simpson trial. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? You that was your first memory? Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. Hold on. I'm I'm almost done. My uncle was a cop in South California and was like in the force when the um, Bronco incident happened. And so it was always on in our house. And it was like one of my earliest memories. I remember watching it. Yeah. Um, so, But it's funny because the chase came out March 4th, 1994. And the OJ chase was June 17th, 1994. And it happens on like the same stretch of highway and like the coverage. I thought, I honestly thought when I watched it that it was mocking the OJ uh, what? chase. Yeah. Okay. So the whole premise of the story is he, Charlie Sheen escapes prison because he got popped for something that he didn't do. And um, he's just trying to like get out of town, get to Mexico. And the cops, he steals a car. He's just like literally trying to just like, run you know because mm-hmm. he knows he's fucked and um <laughs> he's in like a 7-eleven and uh, the cops are in there and the like the car that he still gets called in and they're like is that your car and he's like no i jogged and then like the, the cashier's like here's the change for your gas and so he panics and grabs this girl and like throws her into her car and she's like a rich she's like the richest girl in california oh my gosh and so they're getting chased and why this movie is so genius to me and he, I don't even know how we came, it came across. Like, I think we got it at like, remember like one of those felled stores that was like, just sold like used VHSs. I think we (laughs) went and got it for like $3 and Mm -hmm. Henry Rollins. I know this means nothing to you, but Henry Rollins is the cop in it. And for those of you who don't know who Henry Rollins is, he's the lead singer of black flag and one of the most anti-establishment punk rockers there is. Mm. So the fact that he's playing this cop and he does it so well it's just like so fucking funny it's like i totally know who you are <laughs> That's well so and like funny. that was my first experience with henry rollins and i was like he's like killing because he's such a jackass in it and um then because of this movie like this was like 90 i probably had to have watched it like right when it came out like in like i probably watched like 95 for the first time okay. but this was the time when punk rock was really making a stink and so like the red hot chili peppers are in this they play these two jack like flea and anthony Keaton play these two jackasses who try to run them off the road because they're like <laughs> they think cops are incompetent so they're gonna go <laughs> take care of themselves and um 
like there's no effects in it bad religion is in the like they're in the soundtrack and um like all this shit that like my cd case grew exponentially because of this movie like i was like remember that song and this the there's this really sexy uh scene like because eventually she falls in love with him on their trip from like encino to 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 mexico and um or to new part to mexico and uh he they eventually fall in love and there's like this steamy like sex scene and the song that plays on that i remember going to Groovacious and cedar and being like here's the song i'm gonna like i think this is what it is and we like did research and he ordered it for me so like that was like a it awoken me sexually. That sex scene it still gets me at this t- at this time of my life. <laughs> Even though we know Charlie Sheen has AIDS, I'm like I don't know, man. And Christy Swanson is a babe in it. She's a stone cold fox in it. So, um, anyways, whole thing's great. Uh, Swayed the next life also is another great song that came from it. And like it's just funny and. Oh, Ron Jeremy's even in it. He's a he's a cameraman. He's a porn star. <laughs> um, but like, it's seriously like, check it. If you haven't seen The Chase, nineteen ninety four with Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson, fucking watch it. Especially if you're any kind of punk rock fan. <laughs> like, it is so stupid and so goofy and so like well done. And I, I think it was it was being on a budget. And I think Carrie Ells, the the Princess Bride guy, he's in it. And I think he produced wow. it. Yeah. Wow. But like Ray Wise is uh, the billionaire that's like, it's his it's his daughter that's in the in the car, and it's like it the whole thing's just absurd. It, just watch it. Just fucking watch this movie. It's so good. <laughs> <sighs> Should we take a little break and do a Mormon movie? Yeah, go up. <clears throat> so a Mormon wreck recommendation, uh-huh. like sprinkle them in. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any, so go. I guess oh, okay. Singles Ward, Singles Ward is my recommendation. Oh, no, no, no. I um, I mean the rated R movies for... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, so um, yeah, go. Or do you want because, me to Because, like, besides Braveheart, Gladiator, Shawshank Redemption, Matrix, Schindler's, Schindler's List, those are all standard movies I feel like all Mormons justify watching. Right. So... There's, like, historical <clears throat> whatever... Yeah. Especially The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Historical. You saying I could dodge bullets? <laughs> <laughs> well, the justification behind that one was like, well, there's no swear words and there's no sex, so it might as well be PG-13. Why was it rated R then? Just because of like the thematic? Because it was like sci-fi and like weird yeah. or what? Mm. So How far the, we come? <laughs> the, the recommendation I have is along those lines. So okay. I got out of burp one minute. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, I'm so sorry I'm like this today. <laughs> Dinner and um, a movie with Kendra tonight. You better all be eating rolled tacos. Uh, <laughs> um, <works> I'm not. <laughs> uh, sorry. My One of my favorite rated R movies goes along the lines of like, it's really safe. The reason why it's rated R is because it is an adult. It's an adult theme. There's no sex. Mm-hmm. There's no nudity. There's no gore or violence. Um, <clears throat> there's a fight. There. I don't know. It. Um, it's an artistically beautiful movie with great music, and a poignant message. Um, and it's just really great. Be- it's beautiful. Everything. Um, it's called The Fall. It's not. It's the 2006 film The Fall. Uh-huh. And it 
is shot on all the continents in the world and it has all of the scenes are real life scenes from earth so there's like it's such a beautiful story so is it just like a documentary or what is it no it follows the story of it's in like the 1920s film is new and this stunt man gets injured doing a stunt because all of these stunts were done by real people. There was like no special effects. Right. So this stunt Until like man. like 1997 actually. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> this stunt man actually gets paralyzed from the waist down. Um, and he's in the hospital. Now alongside in this hospital is this little girl who's in the hospital and she's wearing like an arm cast. Mm-hmm. And a body cast so that it keeps her arm in place. It follows the story of this man is in so much pain. And he's like, he's got these famous friends or whatever, these movie actor famous friends or whatever that like he's losing an opportunity because he can't be a stuntman anymore. Mm -hmm. He is so depressed that he is telling this little girl a story. Uh Uh-huh. And will leave her with cliffhangers and says, go get me some morphine and I'll tell you, like, do me this favor, like, deliver this note or get me some morphine or, you know what I mean? And then I'll tell you the rest of the story tomorrow. And so he goes, um, it's an abusive situation, right? He's using this little girl to, you know, anyway, there's, um. Very mature themes, but while he's telling the story, this little girl is imagining what is going on, and it's so the whole movie is a back and forth between this this guy and this girl and their relationship, and the movie that she's or the story that she's imagining. It's just beautiful. I have to check it beautiful. out. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've never heard of it. <clears throat> That's a fall, and it's rated R. You should watch it. <laughs> Okay, so my first rated R uh, recommendation is Predator. Ooh! And and I mean, I'm just like, why the hell would I put my first R-rated movie on the list? I watched it when (laughs) I was five. Um, My poor neighbors, we'd go over and knock on their door. The Warrenskis, the Wright family. Hello, guys. Thanks. Um, (laughs) They also showed us Nirvana, too. So, like, I I love those people. You owe them a uh, lot. (laughs) We owe them. And it was my sister's first kiss. One of the boys was my sister's first kiss, too. Uh, But, uh... I went over and I went over with Jake and we were like, Hey, can we borrow a movie? And she's like, yeah, go downstairs. So (laughs) we like went to their wall of movies. We had a wall of movies too. So like we'd trade, but, um, Jake was like, let's watch predator. And I was like, I don't know. What do you think? And he's like, he's seven. I'm five. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, cool. (laughs) So we watch it. And I mean, if you haven't seen predator, I don't really know what to say to you. Like (laughs) it's, like even like we love we love that movie in my family like we love it like before my phone went silent completely like my text message was the predator sound <laughs> like his like growl and wow uh, so funny because that used to be my thing and my sister like I was standing in my sister's kitchen with her and it was when Hazel was brand new so this was like eight years ago and uh my text went off and my sister's like that's creepy and she's like wait she's like turn the volume all the way up and go put it next to Garrett's head because he was sitting on the couch with a baby it's like oh my her. god evil and it, evil and it was like 11 o'clock at night too so she's <sighs> like go put it by next to his head and I'll text you so, <laughs> so I just walked in I'm like hey Garrett what are you doing he's like oh you know just watch this I'm like oh cool anyways and I walk 
if we oh just my go god and like send the text and just watch <laughs> and he jumped so high anyway it's so funny but um <laughs> So it's funny because we love Arnold in my in my house. I like he's my phone cover and he looks like my brother. But um, when we're at my grandma Albie's, we would play Predator because she had a like a forest across from the street from our house at my grandma Albie's and my grandma Orton's because they had like a they have a machine yard. We'd play Terminator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my brother would chase us around on a motorcycle. Oh Anyway, the point is, is uh, we've always just loved aliens up in our house. So the idea of that, a bunch of buff special ops dudes were just getting their asses handed to them by freaking this <laughs> predator that was going, you know, like he, they, he, the their predators they collect skulls are like hunters, so they collect like the skull and the um, spinal cord of their prey, and they're hunting humans, and it's just like so like gory and great and like violent and like the scene when um arnold is like running and he gets all muddy and he, so he loses track of him such an intense scene and then that whole scene where he's just covered in mud like building like new like weapons like old school weapons because he lost everything mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's setting all these traps for the predator and then the predator he almost gets him and he outs like the predator figures it out, and he's like, "What are you waiting for? Kill me!" Because <laughs> he wants him to walk through this trap that he set. And the predator goes around, and it's just like it's like so like shit your pants. I love it. I just it's such a great movie. Anyway, that sounds terrifying. And, and it's set in the, like the jungle, and like he has like oh these like God. like he just blends in with the jungle. It's it's such a good movie. Anyway, what the hell are you? <clears throat> when he That's... takes off his mask. <laughs> That would scare the fuck out of me. I well, it, I will have to watch that with friends. <laughs> well, and to full circle it, because uh, they franchised it since then, but this movie came out before I was born, and uh, I watched it when I was five. That was my first R-rated, and then um, when Jake and I were in like high school, Alien versus Predator came out, and I remember we like skipped church and went and saw that one Sunday at the Hewish. <laughs> we were That's teenagers. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What's your next one? <clears throat> well... I guess I'll go with a horror movie because the, it sounds like Predator would scare the fuck out of me. It's more sci-fi than horror. Uh, uh, that's It's equally effective in my case. Oh, I love sci-fi, man. <laughs> um, I want to talk about The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. I love that movie! Did you the watch it? Ghost did we watch, and Mr. Chicken! Did we watch it in Mr. Nilsson's class? That's where we watched it, right? I watched it as part of therapy. <laughs> oh, how, why? Oh, so... After therapy, there was I like I love that I have that I own that on my Amazon. It's so funny. I love that that's on your list. I'm so it's excited. so fucking great, right? Yeah, it's um, perfect Halloween like like not spooky but not movie. I it rings in the this. season. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the Ghost of Mr. Chicken. I watched it first because after therapy, um, I guess I qualified for some like wayward child or troubled youth or whatever. <laughs> Like, therapy group from her mom <laughs> yeah and they put me in and like it was at the central health by maverick it was like there so like uh-huh. you get dropped off there but like it's a bunch of kids our age and we just hung out after school one day a week and um then we got dropped off back at our house and we did so many activities like we we river rafted down in moab we um went to goblin valley we went so, we saw so many like parks 
Uh, we had like therapy lessons about getting along with each other um, and social graces. Um, but and then we did like crafts like it was fun. It was fun to be uh, mentally challenged at that point. Um, so um, are you eating? Or are you gone? I'm here. I'm okay, cool. <laughs> um, sorry. Like, I just fucking love that movie. I've been, I mean, yeah. you just wax out about how great it is because it's really just like <laughs> such like a goofy, great movie. Yeah. So we watched it for that that um, activity for Halloween one year and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that's why I, th- I think that's what actually why it's scary. It's kind of like uh, Evil Dead because it's like campy, but there's like scary. Yes. There's like you're like not expecting to get spooked. And you yes. Know. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm watching this old ass like, like goofy movie with what's his what's fucking, his name i guess I Amazon. But he's like in uh he's in <laughs> mayfield or, 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 yes andy <laughs> griffith show, andy griffith show. Da, 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 are you bro. looking it up too no i mean sort of haphazardly ghost of mr chicken is don knotts god yeah, damn it don, don knotts got, oh, that was that that was really that was a really <laughs> move right there we're terrible we should have we gotten it <laughs> But it is so funny. Um, attaboy, Luther. Like, I still think about <laughs> dumb fucking lines from it, but it's just, it was great. It was effective for me as a youth to be scary. It still sometimes gets me, and it's just a really good Halloween Yeah, it's a good, film. it's a good, like, fun for all ages. Titus, if you're listening, I know you are. Titus, now is the time that you should be watching the Ghost and Mr. Chicken. If you need a, if you need to borrow it, I will lend it to you. He's our, he's our um, youth listener. He's our youngest listener right now. Oh hey, we have a. How old is he? I think he's ten. <gasps> but but Titus. I am no. Listen, I think I think he's ten because he's so smart and like mature. Like so, he's, he's really like seven. He might be eight. <laughs> I don't I know. Told, I like told Lisa's kids. I'm like, you guys aren't old enough to listen to this yet. Should well, I not tell them that? Should I just be like, listen to it? He loves our Supernatural episode, and oh. he, like, doesn't believe in God, and he's just like, yeah. Whoa, I'm, Titus, yeah, let's no. be friends, bro. He's, he's a he's a cool dude, and he's already invited me back for another date. He set up a brunch. He's he's Brad and Amanda's, Brad, Brad and Amanda Perry's Oh, kid. well, I'm not even surprised that he's just, like, a total intellectual. I love this child. Hello. Yes, Hi, Titus. Yes. We love you. Yes. He's our, like, <laughs> youth mascot right now. Um, the Perrys are getting a lot of love for me tonight. Yes. we. Uh, yeah, tune in next week. <laughs> um so my next one is american beauty have you seen this movie of course you oh have. my god yes thank you for saying this is it on your list no i um i literally forgot about it but so fucking good i watched it my sister let me borrow it this is what the benefit of having older siblings is because like my sister was like this is a good movie and i need you to watch it she did the yes. same thing to me with braveheart too yeah um and of course there's others but like she just like let me borrow it i think it was vhs and i was again probably too young to watch it but i sat home alone and watched it one night and i was just like this movie is so many things mm-hmm. and like it's unfortunate that kevin spacey did what he did is yes. who he is and does isn't what he it does. such a shame because like so he was doing i mean well i mean every movie he, he's a great actor let's right. let's not get it twisted but he's also a predator and right. it's just like it's a shame but like annette benning really is the star right. of the show she does such right. a great job but like everything 
from it. It's just about facades and happiness, true happiness and life and death and like being true to yourself. And I, I use the quote because the son says that he's like, never underestimate the power of denial. Mm-hmm. I say that all the time. That's such like, I remember that punched me in the gut when I was a kid. I mean, like, fuck, that's a, that's poignant. So, I mean, the production of it too and like just the reality uh, the whole entire reality of it and it also mm-hmm. sh- it also showed me the seeker by the who which i love <laughs> when he's running i love da, how da, da, all da, of da. your um movies come with a uh, music recommendation <laughs> like you're like sneaking them in little by little <laughs> but like uh the 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 the, the, jet, the dad that's in the military and the wife that's just yep. like that whole thing really it's it's scenarios such as these that make me want to make being you know not straight not taboo anymore because it's like yes it's it's like she was done like that woman was done and like he was he killed a guy because he thought he was because he thought he could finally be his true self and he was like oh man you're not like even when he kisses kevin spacey and he's like oh you got the wrong idea man don't worry about it it's not a big deal yeah like he's comforting him but he's just like i he can't know Yes. And so I it was one of those movies where I was just like, we got to just start being real. Like wow. it was it set me on my path of being like tr- a real true human being and being authentic. So I'm very grateful for that movie. Thank you American Beauty. That's that's such a fucking good review, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I'm going to talk about Okay, um a movie that I um, learned about, like, within the last 10 years, uh, is called Away We Go. I've never... It's weird I haven't heard of any of these movies. Okay. John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph. Um, they are a pregnant couple, a mixed-race couple, a couple kind and of having... And she dies or something? No. Oh. Um, no, spoiler alert. Just kidding. <laughs> um, they are pregnant. They feel like they have no roots. Um, They decide that they're just going to, like, stay in their hometown because, like, their parents are there and whatever. And then turns out their parents are actually selling their house and moving to wherever. So, like, they kind of decide, well, we should visit some of our friends around the country and find out where we should put our roots. Um, So it shows, like a couple in Arizona there's humor throughout there's serious topics like um there's a really hippie lady who doesn't believe in strollers because that's pushing your baby away and she like (laughs) does family bed and breastfeeds like right in front of you know just like it's um so they're just like keeping their kid in mind wanting to find where they want to raise her um there's um miscarriage communication about like not being able to conceive there's like a dad whose kid kid's mom runs away and doesn't come back and like there's serious topics but throughout there's just so many beautiful and hilarious moments and uh yeah eventually it talks about um confronting your own personal trauma and why you don't feel like you have roots and by addressing that then they do find their roots so it's pretty good I remember the cover. I think I remember. Oh, yes. John Krasinski. I was thinking of John Corbett. Yeah, John. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, I. That's actually on my list, and I haven't watched it. So. Oh, good. Yeah. So. Not <laughs> I mean, no, it's on my list of things to watch. I've never seen. Yeah, it. you should. Yeah. 
My next one is Solaris. Um, Ooh. Have you seen this movie? Is this a new movie? No, it came out in 2000. It says Steven Soderberger, which he's a great, again, great uh director he get, he gets a lot of heat but people need to recognize that he's good at what he does cool i've um, never heard of it so yeah. so it's actually a remake from the 70s 60s 70s i've never seen the 60s or 70s one but it has um george clooney in it mm. and it takes place in the future and his friend is planning this trip so he's so he's a george clooney's a therapist and he's friends with this uh like scientist who's going they discovered a new planet called Solaris. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to go on a space expedition and it's showing like these memories and he meets this woman. They fall in love. Um, and the whole time you're going in between memories and him going to Solaris. So what ends up happening is the government comes and contacts him. And when he's talking to his scientist friend about going to Solaris, he's holding his baby mm-hmm. and when he gets to Solaris, the kid is like 11. So that's how, that's how much time has passed. Okay. That mm-hmm. is just, it's like very artsy in the way that it describes things and, to the, and the way that it unfolds. So um, the U S government contacts George Clooney's character and says, we don't know what's going on on this spaceship. The crew is not responding to us anymore. Um, the, the Lieutenant, which like the main scientist guy, which is George Clooney's friend has requested that you go help them understand mm-hmm. what's going on. We don't understand what's happening, but we need you. It's like a rescue mission, so to speak. But and he's like, he's like, why are you sending a therapist? He's like, because that they need their minds need to be rescued. Hmm. So he goes to Solaris. Um, and by the way, the soundtrack, Cliff Martinez does the whole thing, and it is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous soundtrack, um, <clears throat> and it just goes so well with everything, like the how it builds intensity and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he ends up at Solaris, the crew, his, his friend's dead. Um, he has, the crew is like super standoffish and one of them says, lock your door before you go to sleep. <laughs> and so the whole time you're thinking, okay, this is a horror. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening is his wife shows up and throughout the whole entire thing you learn that they were married she suffered from depression he couldn't help her as a therapist she ends up killing herself Mm. um and what solaris is is it brings you what you most desire and there's only one way to uh, so like at at first the first one that comes he sends away in an escape pod Mm. and just sends her off into space because he's trying to be like a sane rational therapist Mm -hmm. but it shows him working through who he is and what he wants so he's a therapist but he misses his wife more than anything it also really discusses perception hmm. and dreams like he he dreams about the, the day she killed herself so when that one comes she's super clingy doesn't want him to go anywhere all this stuff so it, it really talks about like how you don't know the person that you're seeing you don't know everything about the person that you, you, you love or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she kind of resents him for that too, which is interesting. And wow. then ultimately he has to decide where do I want to go? Do I want to be with her or do I want to be at earth without her? 
and my brother Jake showed me this movie, <laughs> which is so like I love that he's. It's like a it's like a romantic com- it's a romantic drama set in space, mm-hmm. and it is seriously just like so beautiful, and it's like the message is so great, and just like it's one of those movies too where you can pause it a lot, and it's just you could hang it on the wall. It's just it's a very gorgeous, thoughtful, sad, beautiful. Gord, like it's just gorgeous i love that movie like I, I can't say enough and no one no one really likes it but like jake is i think it's jake's favorite movie it's one of my favorite movies so really mm-hmm. that's awesome i really love that <laughs> i'm i mean like all of these movies are going on my list of movies to watch <laughs> but like i feel like how can we watch all the movies in the world now because um well and that's why movie, that's why movies are such a gift right and like even yeah. like hearing something like this is why this movie is important to me and you get that perspective and that has like that added i don't know baggage but it's like happy baggage fluffy baggage yeah i, I like that too when someone's like this movie's really important to me i want you to watch it like it means yeah. more to me yeah well we are just like i'm just really i, th- I love this idea <laughs> maybe we should just have a movies podcast <laughs> <laughs> um i want to switch to a movie <clears throat> for the Mormons to watch that is rated okay. R. Okay. Okay. So hold on. I got a cough again. It's the weed. It's the weed. Side note. I thought that I have COVID uh-huh. several times since coming home from Sevier County where the risk is high for unvaccinated uh, people. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I think my brother has it and he will not get checked because he's a trucker and he needs to make bills meet. And if yeah. he can't, he sits alone by himself all day mm-hmm. so he really isn't like anyway so i mean it, it, he's like same principle right is he and he's masking up and stuff right right yeah. but um well uh, he does around me um but well he i mean won't... like when he's like when he's like getting his load doing his load stuff i don't know um <laughs> mask up, if, Josh, if you're not you. yes uh so anyway he can't test positive for covid or else he gets uh put on rest he can't do his job and earn a paycheck so man yeah no it's a a, again being unvaccinated and pretending like this isn't happening is a privilege yeah so the point of that whole thing was check your privilege at the door please that i have been imagining that i have covid several times (laughs) but i realized today it's because i have smoked a lot of weed to deal with my family over the weekend, you'll which you'll that. hear about less <laughs> next week. You just better t- tune into that mental health part two or whatever we're doing. Oh, Boundaries. I, thought we doing, I thought we were doing that one this week and we're doing this one next week. Oh, well then sure. I don't care. Cause yeah. I thought we like, we just needed to give an update or whatever. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, you I have, hope you guys you enjoyed know. that. You guys enjoyed that episode <laughs> last week. You, uh, you do need a fun one after a heavy hitter one. So yeah. you're right about this intuition here. Um, anyway, I've just been smoking a lot of weed, and that's why I'm coughing a lot. Okay. What's, um, your, what's your what's your Mormon R-rated? My one? Mormon R-rated recommendation. If you're Mormon, please watch this radar movie. It's called <clears throat> Spotlight. Do I have you heard one? it? Uh, I don't know. Let me let me IMBD it. Okay. Tell me about it. It is the uh, you know what does a really good job at this like professionals who summarize movies so let me <laughs> no we're summer we're being our own professionals oh uh, I <clears throat> Mark Ruffalo. 
Yeah, it's got an all-star cast. Uh-huh. Rachel McAdams, love of my life. She's my actual. Ooh, Michael Keaton, I love him. Yes, everybody's so good Lee in this. Schreiber. Oh, and John Slattery, I love him. Yeah, so. Stanley Tucci! This is a fucking great cast. Mm-hmm. And it is about the Boston Globe's expose on the sexual abuse that the Catholic Church was doing. It started off as like a hunch from Boston area. They thought maybe a couple of parishes or whatever were um, had these abusive priests. They uncovered the entire the entire uh, Catholic church. That's awesome. I love it that is shit. a, I mean, I, it needs no explanation. It's an all-star cast. It tells an all-star story. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, it sounds, I mean, I need to watch it. I, it was on my, it was one of the movies I was going, go, going to go to, but since I have to work all the time, I was like, I don't know. There's so many movies always coming out and a right. lot of them are great. I hate when we're like in a movie drought, like there's certain periods mm-hmm. like when, cause I love going to the movies. But right. um, when they suck. But that was a well, time when when a lot of movies were coming out and they were good. And just for some reason, that one slipped through my fingers. But it was I remember being like, I need to go see this. We definitely need to support our writers and producers and mm-hmm. the film industry in general going through it right now because there's going to be a huge upset in Hollywood and the production of good shows because they will not pay fair rates. Um, oh, they are using streaming the restaurant industry. Yeah, <laughs> but they're using streaming to justify paying shit rates when they're making a lot of fucking money by streaming. So, well, I mean, they're smart people and the musicians need to do the same thing. We need to figure out a solution to this problem because it is a problem and it is across the entertainment board. But it's like, do you want exposure? Or do you want to get paid? And that is the question. But we need to find a happy balance. We need to strike a balance. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, so anyway. My number two is Promising Young Woman. Oh, my God. Um, I have it on here. I want everyone to watch this to understand what rape culture does to every person involved with it. Like, uh, it hits so many things on the head. Like, these stupid peer-pushing moments that go too far and make someone something. And then the consequence or lack thereof rot everyone involved from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The only happiness in the ending was that it was finally over. Like I was just happy it was over. Like, and I don't mean that. And like, I'm so glad this movie is over. I'm just like, I'm glad there is a conclusion because Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, Cause that's all. She but was Cause it's not to- over. It stays with you for a long no, time. I'm after saying the movie. it was over for her. Like right, she, right, the, right, whole, right. the whole entire movie, she's searching for, for the closure. closure and she finally gets it. It's like, it's finally yeah. over for her. And yeah. that's great. And I'm, I yeah. was happy. I was happy for her. So um, good. Thoroughly enjoyed it and respect every dude who was a part of it. Like that can't be a hard, that can't be an easy role to play. Nope. And I really felt that all the men involved um, were. They, they knew the message they were putting it out. Was, I feel like it was kind of like their swan song to the times. Maybe they didn't should have stepped in and they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was kind of a redemption, a redemption song, kind of swan yeah. song, a redemption song where they were like, okay, yeah, I've been in this situation because I don't feel like I've been in that situation. That's that extreme, but I know there's definitely been times in my life where I could have stepped in. Yeah. And I try to, every day I try to do better. And you know, part of this too is that like, there's a part where you think, okay, he's going to, he's going to redeem himself and he doesn't. And I just think it's an interesting, it's interesting to decide 
who you want to be. You got to decide mm-hmm. who you want to be. And even she turns into something like you don't like her. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. like her in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a villain too. Yeah. But there's no know, good guys. There's there no, no good, good guys. guys in this movie. And I, I really love pieces like that. Like that's uh, yeah. the Sopranos were really the first people to do that. Like, on a mainstream level where it's like none of mm-hmm. these people are good mm-hmm. <laughs> but you like love that like you you're you're inner you're you're invested in them but um yeah i i just i think it's a true uh you know true feminist like the, every guy that's a feminist um yep. in real um, life yeah like not in the not, movie. not in the movie yeah <laughs> yeah like i think that like that would kind of be a hard movie to take on as an actor because that yes. can really pigeonhole you and also, it does. You don't. The audience does not like you, and that could attach like negative emotions, right? To like, if you're in a movie that somebody would watch, and they don't like you because of that role, like uh-huh. you might lose money because of that. So, well, I just like, thank you for about, playing that. I think about like the good part of Bo Burnham, and I'm like, he's so cute. Yeah. And I also love the that they put that Paris Hilton song in there. Like, I put yes. that, I was like, I haven't thought of that song in so long, and I remember loving that song when it came out. Even Zach was like, this is a good song. I have um, a, a comedian friend who's tall and doofy looking and charismatic and kind of innocent feeling, and I feel like he is pissed that Bo Burnham exists because they're the same person. They're the same person. And he, I mean, this guy's so funny and he wants to be an actor and he wants to break in, but I think Bo Burnham did it first. And like, mm. I think sometimes I feel bad for that person because Bo Burnham was in a really fucking great role in this. So, well, honestly, like this actually made me give his comedy a chance. Cause I'm not really into his comedy. I think his, I think mm-hmm. his, I like his themes, but I don't like. Yeah. I don't like the delivery. You know, it's just not for me. It's not. Yeah. It's, like I don't like. I no have musicals. felt so guilty because, um, what is that thing that just came out? Yeah, and I started. I started watching it, and I'm like, I like what he's doing here, but I don't want to sit through this. I um yes, I respected it for what it was, and I watched it only because I knew everybody was going to be fucking talking about it, and I'm too autistic to pick pick up on things. So I literally... I Literally, ADHD and autism are related. I'm not saying that to be an asshole ableist. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm serious. I Oh, I, watched... I, I honestly don't think, like... I mean, I know autism is very stigmatized right now, but, like, I think autistic people are badass. <laughs> I know, but people are like, I'm so ADHD, or I'm so OCD, and they really are not. I'm saying, I'm saying that... Not to be facetious, I really do think I have autism and or a form of autism that like doesn't recognize social situations. So I watched it to be able to follow everybody else mm-hmm. and their conversations and their hype about it. Yeah. But I felt so bad that I just didn't love it, and uh, yeah, I, I sat I didn't through even it. Fin- I didn't even finish it all. I was just like, because yeah. uh, like a bunch of people were like, "Bobby, you need to watch this. You're gonna think it's so good," and I was like, "Because again, I think his topics are." really poignant. poignant yeah important important topics but again i mean it's how you feel about louis ck you don't like his delivery i think his topics yeah. are very important yeah but um you know it's just not it's just not for everyone just not you know? for me but like i love i loved him in that movie i thought he'd absolutely yeah great. i hope Promising he acts more yep, yeah yep yep and i also thought it was great that the people were like she's not even hot why did they roll cast her and it's like well you oh my god you first certainly of all don't she's get the point pretty hot uh, second of all, well, she's that like, is the point. Old yeah. And like, why wouldn't, why would you, why wouldn't you cast like a younger, hotter woman? And it's like, you don't, you did don't you watch the movie? It. Hello? 
Knock, knock, knock. Anybody in there? No. Apparently not. <laughs> no, that person got fucking roasted. I think they got fired from their job for, like, making that. They're like, uh, what? Like, it was, it was just so, so tone deaf. Oh, American Beauty is on my list. I'm so glad it's on here. Um, <laughs> I thought, I was like, how did I forget that? Um, I think I want to go to a funny movie. Um, because I watched this before I ever knew weed existed and made you happy and you didn't Uh have to like seek dopamine for the first time. So, um, this movie, I remember laughing so fucking hard that I peed my pants. Uh, it's called Bridesmaids. Oh yeah. 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 I, me and my sister went to that in the theater on my birthday. Oh my god, so funny. It's just iconic. It's hilarious. It's like I think it's the first like chick flick girl movie rated our show that I like watched with a bunch of girls and like it's like a bonding experience for your friends. Spence and I watch it every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just like, you know what? I feel like these these particular comedic lines. <laughs> so Yeah. It is everybody knows about it, but I just wanted to give it a mention. In no, this. I mean, I like that I like that they it's not like all sisterhood. It's it's very real mm-hmm. because like I like the part where she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Because we've all had a friend <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then like how she has like her nervous breakdown. It's like I've yes. I've been Helen. sort of there. And then like and then like also like the the struggle between like when your old best friend gets a new yes. best friend. I had that I had that when Abby was came back from because she came back for a little bit of middle school. Yeah. But she was hanging out with the more baddie girls, and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's my best. Friend. I like identified with that. So I, thought I it was, watched like, a it very... with my old best friend and had to like go through these feelings at the same time, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm on so on Kristen Wiig's side, but then like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like it, it was like very relatable and well rounded, and it wasn't it wasn't too much of anything. I felt like and no. it was fucking funny because those women are goddamn powerhouses. So funny, so funny, so funny. Uh, my next one's The Labyrinth with David Bowie. Okay, I'm like Bowie and Jim Henson. Like, do I need to say anything else? <laughs> have you seen this movie? You obviously have, right? Ab- absolutely, it is a. It is one of those things where I'd associate a lot during that movie. I think it's comfortable to watch, but I have no idea what's fucking going on. And I still don't know. I know a toddler is stolen. <laughs> Jennifer Conley has the eyebrows, visits the Goblin King. There's a magic ball that inspired a lot of fedora wearers to exist. <laughs> so the Malady. Um, <laughs> the Malady. <laughs> uh, um, no, I, this is okay. So this is one of those movies and okay, so my mom had in ritual we had Madcap, and in Panguitch, my grandma would take us to Hub of the West on rainy days, which was the video store. Cute. And I'm kind of wondering, I don't know. We would always kind of get like a fantasy movie. I remember we got The Witches there, and we watched it on a rainy day. Mm-hmm. And we would open the windows in my grandma's backyard sagebrush. So it's just like all this like there's like so many uh, sensory things involved. But I remember just watching this show and being like, first of all, this is my first interaction with David Bowie. <laughs> and I think we all know how important how that goes yeah, for a that, lot of people. That, <laughs> right. And like Bowie is a god to me. Like even the way he fucking pieced out, like he mm-hmm. wrote an album, didn't tell anyone he was sick and then released the day he died. Like what? Yeah. That's like so fucking badass. I like, yeah. it's just like, what? But um, it was like his way of living on. 
it was his way of like like straight up passing the torch. He was just like, "Hey, yeah. who's who's gonna step up?" Um, but this movie is fun too because like the opening scene, she's like. My sister and I and Lisa and I used to play princesses all the time. Like we'd use our imagination, like make like uh, cloaks out of sheets. Have yeah. we had we'd have these whole scenarios going on, and it was the like queen. it made me feel like less of a dork. Um, and then I don't know, like it's just like there's like so much glitter, so much magic in it, and like Jim Henson's obviously a god. Yeah, and I don't know, I. I want to start a punk band and call it Ludo Down because he's like, Ludo Down, what he's hanging. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. (laughs) No, I could probably just start to finish speak the whole entire thing. And I seriously watch that movie like four times a year. Like, no shame to this day. Still watch it. And also, I used to send the soundtrack to, I would give my soundtrack to my friends when they got married. So I'd be like, make a baby to this. It'll be a cool baby. So, oh my god, I love that so much. Yeah, and like just barely like for Lisa's birthday because we both geeked out to it our whole lives. Um, I got her like the the novelization, which I'm sure I've talked about this before, but in the novelization it gives more description of Sarah's mom. And I thought in the movie her mom was dead, but it points mm-hmm. out like I, I read an article that said it points out that her mom is like a broadway star and her boyfriend is this guy named jeremy who in the movie it's a clipping of david bowie oh. so she has this like she has this like childhood fantasy of her mom's boyfriend and he she turns oh, into yeah. the goblin king and her stepbrother is her it's like her half brother so it's her stepmom yeah. and her dad's kid and so she's just like going through all these emotions of feeling replaced and being just like a shit oh my teenager God. so it's like it's funny so um, it's a deep film and it's a cult classic that's for sure oh for sure like the fact that i just went on about it for so long when everyone's like yeah alvy we've seen fucking that movie move on (laughs) um i think that's fair i mean i love hearing the deepness behind something else somebody else's experience so like Mm -hmm. if you can't stand it rate review and subscribe but then fuck off like we don't (laughs) (laughs) um My next um, one is a movie I think is kind of beautiful in a way that Wes Anderson films are. Now, when you were talking about Wes Anderson films, I so wanted to interject and just say, like, I have been the lobby boy from Grand Budapest Hotel for Halloween. Uh And Spencer was um, Monsieur Gusto. Uh That's his name, right? No, that's Ratatouille. God damn it. I don't know. But like, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And... I made his like thing out of his dress out of like a purple bathrobe. Mm-hmm. He was so good looking. Um. Anyway, so I love Grand Budapest Hotel. I think that's such a beautiful movie. I love that you have a Wes Anderson movie on your thing too. Um. But that's not the that's not the movie I wanted oh, to talk about. Okay. I I just wanted to mention that in tandem with Tannenbaum. Is that what you said? The Royal Tannenbaums. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, the Grand Budapest Hotel is fucking gorgeous. All of his movies are gorgeous, and he yes. goes with a like, color scheme. Like I want to go as the Royal Tenenbaums sometime, like like as a group. Yeah, yeah. Let's fun. let's all do it. Let's have a fireside there. <laughs> um, the movie I wanted to talk about is Jojo Rabbit. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't put that on my list. Such a great fucking movie. Let's talk about that fucking movie. Oh my god. Okay, one of the most excellent things and Bowie, that I Bowie think Bowie about <laughs> is uh, Taika Waititi mm-hmm. plays Adolf Hitler in this. So, boyhood fantasy where Hitler's the good guy. 
Holy fuck, is it so good? Right, and I love, I love how they had. He's such a genius. Like yes. we, we we mentioned what we did in the sh- what we do in the shadows too. Like we mentioned that yes. already, but like he's seriously like his thought process is so lovely, and I'm so glad that we get to see it because he puts a hilarious spin on some of the most insane shit. And I think mm-hmm. it's really important not to lose touch with people like that because it's like these little boys were brainwashed and thought Hitler was a badass. Yes, and it was like, their hero. Yeah, they loved him, and like. You know, I think I try to like, you know, that's why I try to have a soft spot for people that are like kind of losing it right now because it's like they're conditioned or brainwashed or something. Something's going on. But it's like he didn't know shit about Hitler. Yeah. And then he was all he knew. He was in this own little world. And then like I love that the Jewish girl comes and like how he just his heart changes. It's just. Yes. And the the way that she's able to change his her his heart. Yeah. Is beautiful. I think it's so fucking it's like a boyhood adventure too Mm -hmm. you have so much empathy for this little kid because you see the result right you know the end right but you um have empathy for people that are on the wrong side of history right now like you said like they don't know what they're looking at or what they're supporting well and i love that his mom is playing the part for her own for their safety but she's yes part of the resistance i love that and I love Sam Rockwell's character in it too, where he's just—oh my like, god—he's like clearly the gayest man, alive. the gayest, fruitiest soldier. I think I definitely read, not I think, Hitler proof. I think I—I think I read somewhere that Sam was like, "No, he's gonna be flamboyant as fuck." Like I want that, and they're like, okay, "I'm cool. so glad when um, <laughs> actors know exactly who their character should be, and yeah, like, like, and they change, like they're it, like, no, this is how I'm playing it." it. Because yeah. him and his boyfriend, it's all throughout the movie. Yeah, that but he's I think gay. he was supposed to be his secretary, and he decided he made that choice to make it more flirtatious. Like, yes, the actor's choice. I love That's that. So fucking good. And he yeah. was on good. Um, Theon Greyjoy from uh, Game of Thrones mm-hmm. plays his secretary, mm-hmm. and the way they show up to the final battle because they know they're fucking yeah, they know it's gonna over. lose. They're like, fuck it. Yeah, it is momentous. Uh-huh. It's so and, and beautiful. I love, he, I love how he saves him too. Mm-hmm. and oh then God. i love his little friend that's like oh my God, can i be your so best friend funny. and the kid's like no you can be my second best friend my best friend's hitler and he's like <laughs> well we we chose the wrong side chap like thanks for being my friend carries a bomb in like it is yeah so like it's good. like it's like it's like silly but it's also like yeah, he's like it's getting real rough out there <laughs> <laughs> oh him. my god like i laughed i cried i hurled it's so good yes um if you haven't seen jojo rabbit seriously watch it yeah go watch it um my next one is sneakers have you seen that movie no robert redford no it's the best robert redford movie out there i'm put- putting down this controversial statement i love <laughs> i love robert redford and one of my biggest regrets living in park city for as long as i did and working up there is that i never met his ass i don't know what the hell <laughs> my the old ladies in my last ward i ever attended um would call better than sex cake robert redford dessert (laughs) (laughs) the robert the dessert or robert redford (laughs) well he's also like in i love all of his movies like he's an elect the electric horseman that's such a great movie oh my god that's such a good movie um but like the sun Sundance kid, whatever you know, like we we know who Robert Redford is. He's great, yeah. but yeah. sneakers is I don't. Even, my mom must have found it because we just had it on VHS, and it's about. First of all, it has a crazy cast. So it has River Phoenix, 
uh, Cindy Portier, which he's so great in it. He's like this ex CIA operative who's just pissed off and black, and like he uh, he's so over racism and so over the way the government works and stuff. And I love his character. And uh, Dan Aykroyd's in it, and Sir Ben Kinsley and Mary wow. McCormick. Like the cast is so great, but it's about um, they. So they're like hackers. They're like old school hackers. It's like early nineties. This, this movie takes place, and it's about the new wave of technology. And they hack into like banks and stuff to see if it's, if they can hack if they're if they're like susceptible or whatever. So that's their uh-huh. job. And then they kind of get caught up in like some Russian shit and all this stuff. And then it's just it's just really such a good movie. And I you won't hear me say this often, but the way they utilize the clarinet in the soundtrack is very lovely. <laughs> this, I mean, I we have to have some movie nights here. Like, <laughs> we gotta watch these. But I love, I love that movie. It's really smart. It's really, it's about like betrayal and old friendship and how like some people you'll just always love, even though you're just completely on different paths. And highly recommend. And you know, it's it's like one of River Phoenix's last movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Wow. Aw, I hate when people die and you're like, they're so good in this one movie. Um, yeah, but Joaquin named his new baby River, so I'm very happy. So that made sweet. me cry when I read it. I was like, oh. There are some good people. Speaking of Joaquin, uh, this is not my pick, but The Joker. Oh, I, I have it on here. So oh, we'll great. talk okay. about it later. Oh, just fast forward. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm having a hard time picking the next one. Um... I have a list, so I want to talk about Wind River. Oh, that's a good movie. I saw it in theater. Yeah, so I had a really um, big crush on Jeremy Renner. I mean, Jesus, yeah. I was like, okay. Um, I feel like they should have. I feel like they shouldn't have cast a white man in that role, though. I, like, I, um, I, didn't have I think that's the that. point. I think that's the point. Uh, yeah, I, as I was saying that, like, because like I was like, that's probably the point. <laughs> um so big shout out to if you're even listening you might be because we are next door neighbors um brett and maurice Staniforth, they are my kansas um buds they are liberal they agree with me on black lives matter they <laughs> like like we're they we're in a group chat together it's thank you for being my neighbor and thank you for bringing this to your first film club they um showed us wind wind river and i had wanted to watch it in theaters um i saw com- theater with makaya what up yeah. haslam we got so <laughs> many movies together dude it's ridiculous so this movie in the movie hostiles which i don't know did you ever watch that who's in it um christian bale no. he's a um anyway both of those movies give me so much more insight and respect to first nation and indigenous people mm-hmm. thank you to our native tribes who um are still here and um thank you for existing and giving us culture and perspective and sorry sorry um but um it, huh? wind river uh right up my alley uh missing and murdered indigenous women um mm-hmm. a western uh f- cold as fuck looking oh yeah i like it makes me appreciate a house i love how, I love how he makes makes their makes him run yeah um and did i say true crime true crime great yeah. acting um 
brings uh it taught me something you yeah. know yeah, yeah. so it definitely put thank like you, it definitely River. put like uh, a little a little bit of like hate just so you know there are a shit ton of indigenous women who are just going missing all the time maybe we should yes. focus our energies on that a little bit yep there are resources for missing murdered and indigenous women missing and murdered indigenous women their chapters in utah uh-huh. please like get educated about these topics because like in the time that several white girls have been missing and found right, right. um indigenous women do not get the resources droves, or time or energy and droves yep. Yep. And also, like, keep that in mind when you're out and about. If you see an indigenous woman who looks like she might be in distress, ask oh, her how she's point. doing. Ask her how she's doing. Good point. Because I don't know if it's, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's native on native crime. I don't think it is. I think it's people going on the reservation and taking these women away. Yeah. Uh, human trafficking, mm-hmm. sex trafficking. There's mm-hmm. an exotic quote, quote, you know, that's terrible language. But like, yeah, yeah. Um, Good point. I never thought to be an activist like in that way. Yeah, I just like, like look at them and be like, Ugh, I love her. Like, thank you for existing. You right. Know? But like, I mean, I, that's I mean, it's also hard, too, because indigenous women, I mean, indigenous people have their guard around white people anyways. But yes, learn to read the room. If you seriously just keep an eye on it, you know, because seriously, yeah. they are going missing. It's crazy. Yep. Um, My next one is The Departed. The Departed. I did not. I struggle with which Scorsese film to put on here because <laughs> obviously he's a god. Um, but the reason why I chose this one is because this was the first. My this was my first solo movie when I went to culinary school, mm. and I was freaked out because I was like big city Phoenix or two serial killers out, mm-hmm. and I was like freak 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 freak. But I was like, I gotta go to this movie. Like I gotta go. So I put on my Dropkick Murphys t-shirt because I knew it was in the it was in the soundtrack, and <laughs> I went and watched, and I went and had one of the most enjoyable cinematic experiences of my life. Um, I just sat there and just seriously, literally enjoyed everything, top to bottom. Like, but how could you not with Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson, like mm-hmm. Matt Matt Damon? Like, this is actually the movie that made me go, okay, Matt Damon's okay. I'm, he's good in my book. <laughs> like, not like sex or anything. I was just like, he's like, he did a really good job. Like, uh, the chick Colleen, whatever. Um, she's so good in it too, and. I mean, obviously, Goodfellas is the best Scorsese movie. At me at that one if you want. <laughs> but I have just like an obsession with Boston and Irish boys and crime. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I also thought it was really poignant that everyone got shot in the head except for Jack Nicholson. I loved that detail. I thought it was just such a fun detail. Wow. So, spoiler That's alert. But cool. that came out 20 years ago. So, so get with it. <laughs> get uh... over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just, I, I, I watch that movie all the time. I just fucking love it. Cool, going on the list, man. I am publishing this list, by the way. I think I'm gonna start paying attention to our website for real, <laughs> <laughs> and you putting like resources for like the topics we go over that are hard and um, lists like our music and movie lists. So yeah, I was thinking about doing like a solo like. Uh like a dj broadcast where i'm like all right here's what i'm in the mood for today here's 10 songs cool yeah we could probably do stuff like that i was thinking we could expand probably. a little bit yeah <laughs> we gotta make money part somehow. of our network what <laughs> we, can talk we gotta about make more. money somehow 
Make our whole lives this podcast. I'm not saying we're now into event hosting and we have this venue. We will also be there. But when we're not there, we will be catering. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm talking about all of the jobs that we will have together because of this podcast. Oh, okay. Well, I I wasn't thinking about it to make money, but I mean, hopefully one day. (laughs) No. And that's the benefit of this podcast is I was thinking like, oh, how do we monetize this? Like I'm getting stressed over it. And we originally set out for this to be a project that we learn and grew from and expressed ourselves. And if it was the only benefit that we were healing, then that would be enough. So well, I have to I mean, remember like, our roots. Yeah. And like, if uh, not, everything's not about money, you know, like, right. Uh, right. Because capitalism, fuck it. Well, and if you build it, they will come. And yeah, um, I just like, if we get to a point where we're like, okay, this has run its course and it has, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So whatever. <laughs> What's your next one? Um, I want to do. Yeah, Mormon. Mormon R-rated suggestion. I just think every Mormon should watch this. Okay. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire. I've never seen it. Really? Okay. So um, this I saw the movie came version. out. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was funny. Uh. <laughs> terrible um so slumdog millionaire takes place in india and it's like this kid from the slums is on the there who wants to be a millionaire show and they ask these questions and he wins because of all of these experiences that he has that leads him to know these very obscure questions Mm -hmm. So it's like it goes back in time to when those events happened. There's a love story connected to it. But I also think that every Mormon should watch this. There is it's just for adult themes. Um, there is violence in it. You should be able to handle violence, um, especially if it's not that gory. Especially you know? we're Americans. That's what yes. we do. We're violent. Yes. So um it is an experience outside of American culture. And even in the way that the film is made is in kind of Bollywood, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called? Like a homage. It's like an homage yeah. to Bollywood and Bollywood films because of the way that it's filmed and the colors that are expressed into it and the edit on it. Uh, and you know, it is, um, what was your first foreign film? It was, no, it was, so it's not a foreign film. It's an American film, but it's in that style. No, I know. But like, it made me think of my first foreign film. And I remember my sister brought it home and was like, we need to fucking watch this. Okay. Have you seen run, run Lola run? No, it's a German film. Can I put that on the list? Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's a movie everyone should watch. And it's about, uh, it's totally it's a total german film but like it's it plays like what would happen if i chose this what like it's it tells like four or five different scenarios because she's trying to get her Mm. boyfriend out of a bind and she's running the whole entire film Mm. trying to like get him like some 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 sort of cash but like i remember watching that being like this is nothing i've ever seen before in my life yeah yeah my first um foreign film was love me if you dare it's rated R. It's French. It is a childhood game back and forth to see if they can out out dare each other, and their dares get more and more dangerous and risky and sexual. 
and starts to turn into like a love story. So everybody's feel like everybody's first French film is Amelie. Uh, I've never seen that one, but I think I have seen Love Me If You Dare. I think I have seen that one. Yeah, so similar styles, but you, I mean, I love Love Me If You Dare. Tell us your rated R um, recommendation. Um, the, yeah. the Cell. Um, Wait, The What? The Cell. Is that S-A-L-E? C-E-L-L. Oh, The Cell. Thank so you. I talk about this movie a lot, Vincent D'Onofrio, because I've waited on him. Um, <laughs> this is the movie. Uh, I should have put it on the top of my list because it's truly just one of my favorite movies, but I think it's, this is a good rated R movie to make exception for because it will scare the hell out of you. Mm. And it's just so visually stunning. It's just like such a beautiful film. Like even the, even the shit that's like creepy as fuck, it's just like so pretty. Mm. Um, uh, like in the most fucked up way, but still like, it's just like the set, the costume design to the makeup, everything is just so luxurious and rich mm. um and while it is a terrifying movie it really it's a really sad one and it's one of those that addresses the side effects of childhood trauma like mm. um this kid like he's a serial killer and it kind of like she so the whole premise is she's a child psychologist psychologist and she goes and she's like doing work where she there's this rich kid he's in a coma and so she like goes to sleep and goes into his brain to try to like bring him out of the coma. And so they are zeroing in on the serial killer who abducts women and he has like a seizure and goes into a coma. So she has to go into his brain to figure out where the, his re- his most recent victim is. Mm-hmm. And so she's in his head going through all these fucked up memories. And like, there's parts that are just so sad and parts that are just like, you just feel for this guy and it's Vincent D'Onofrio and he does it mm-hmm. so he plays it so well wow. and it's intense and it's just like the soundtrack's cool of course um and it's just like I just totally recommend it. I think it's like across the board like it's a good like thriller it's a good like serial killer movie it's it's a lot of things so mm. check her check her make exception and check her on out for sure Ooh, so good Okay, so should we do, like, two more regular movies and one more rated R movie and then be done with it? Oh, I have so many left. I know, but we're getting to that point where we, like, have 15 minutes left. I think we'll hit it. Okay. Well, then we, should I... do, we should make this a regular thing, though, also. Like, okay. I think, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Cool. Okay. What's your next one? Okay, so uh, my next one is going to be Dan in Real Life. Um that's a that's a great movie yeah steve carell is in it dan cook before uh he was robbed of all of his money dan cook yeah that's right um i get him and dax shepherd mixed up because it was like dax and dane and dan is what i I feel like they both came out on the same about yeah yeah yeah. so um i loved this movie because always had known steve carell as the funny guy he was in get smart he was in the office He's so good as a dramatic beautiful boy yes. have you seen that movie oh no i oh haven't oh my god i mean that should be on the list it's it's about addiction it's so great okay yeah I'll, I'll just type it in here and we can talk about it later if you want but um yeah um having dan or steve carell play a sobering sad 
mm-hmm. person. It's such a beautiful, um, it's the music was written for it by mm-hmm. that artist. He, he did that. There are so many comedic elements because of the tension and like, you can tell that they're in love, but they just can't be in love. And then the way that his daughter has taught him that you really can fall in love in three days and mm-hmm. you just know sometimes. And, uh, the way that the boyfriend says love is not, uh, talent it's an ability i don't remember love is, lo- love, i think i saw it in theater but i don't remember anything of it but. yeah he says love isn't a feeling it's an ability mm-hmm. and so i just like and some i mean i have i watch that movie all the time i um i just thought of another uh, movie that i am i'm changing it out for now. um it just is i watch it all the time because it it feels comforting Mm -hmm. that people are human and not everything's going to go perfect and the family is so functional and like likable and relatable and like fun that's something something I've always envied and that's what I want to create for myself and for my family so just a good movie um yeah I mean I remember I remember really liking it but I don't remember I mean I don't remember much about it um my next one is Tootsie. Ooh, I've never seen it. Okay, first of all, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is a neurotic asshole through the whole entire thing until the arc, obviously. But there's so many funny scenes, and sometimes it's not even the scene itself. Like, um, just how they're laid out. Like, the whole thing is just, like, so smart. Um, and, uh, like, for example, the opening credit scene is Dustin Hoffman giving this very <laughs> passionate acting class. And he keeps telling them over and over again. He's like, no matter what, no matter what, you got to work. You got to work. You got to work. <laughs> and then the very next scene shows him waiting tables with his roommate. <laughs> Who happens to be <laughs> Bill Murray. It's fucking Bill Murray. <laughs> and uh, Terry Gar's in it. Who, you know who that is, right? Uh, no. Roll, roll, roll. It's okay. <laughs> From Young Frankenstein. Never heard of that either. <laughs> dude, she's so fucking funny, dude. And she is absolutely driven to insanity uh, by Dustin Hoffman. Like, she's crazy, anyways, because she's an actress, so she's neurotic. But uh-huh. she, Dustin Hoffman drives her crazy. Like, he, like, lies to her and shit. And um, she, uh, she has this great scene because he tells her that he's gay. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, what are you saying? What are you She's like screaming at the top of her lungs. And, uh, and, and she goes, she's like, she's like, she gra- she's like, grabs her purse and is walking out. And he goes, Sandy, don't go. And she's like, don't call me. And he goes, oh, Sandy, please. She's like, no, I don't take this shit from friends. I only take it from lovers. <laughs> she walks out. <laughs> Um, and then she uh, there's another pretty funny part where she's like because they're doing a play together he's like what about a play she's like what about your play and she doesn't have she hasn't been acting she goes I should tell you to screw your play she's like but I won't because I'm an actress I am a professional actress (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny and like Jessica Lange's in it and she just came off like a serious role and she's like very sweet and perfect in it Um, but Bill Murray isn't even the best part of this movie, but in he does a whole entire scene where he's just eating a lemon. And oh he's my like, god! He's struggling with the sourness as he's delivering his lines, and it's seriously just like the <laughs> funniest fucking thing on the planet. 
But the whole premise of the story is Dustin Hoffman can't get acting, can't get gigs as an actor because everyone hates him because he's an asshole. So mm-hmm. he dresses up like a woman and gets a gig on a soap. And then they keep like renewing his contract because he's a he's a damn good actor. He's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. And like since women are so disregarded, it and this takes place in, like the early eighties. Um, he his assholeness. He has to a play it down, and people just don't regard like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. women don't matter. Um, and so he kind of changes his perspective. And we talked about him being dressed up as the woman and being only valued uh, about how attractive he was. And obviously he wasn't an attractive woman. He's deaf Uh Uh So I just think it's a really important movie and I watched it again, way too young, (laughs) (laughs) but it made me just like kind of become more of a feminist. I feel, which I appreciate. And I also, it's just fun. It's just fucking fun and funny. So highly recommend good hitter man when you were saying that um bill murray was delivering lines from 11 this is not my next pick but um i when i was like five years old my favorite movie was what about bob and <laughs> funny that fucking, movie, fucking corn scene is this corn hand shucked oh my god like it must be his shtick because he's like i will eat and deliver lines no, he's like in so many like, and he's one of Wes Anderson. He's like in all the Wes Anderson movies. Yes, he is. Like he's Raleigh St. Clair in the Royal Tenenbaums, and he knelt like it's. But it's weird to be like Bill Murray's not even the best part of this movie, and same with the Royal Tenenbaums. But he's so goddamn good at everything he does. Yes. I, lo- I love yep. Bill Murray, and he. I feel like his choices are thoughtful. He's yeah, not just... and I also like that he like is not he hasn't bought into the fame thing even though he's Bill fucking Murray. He's just like, uh, yep. Like Dan Aykroyd will talk about him now and be like. <laughs> You call an 800 number, you leave a message, and then maybe I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I fucking love that. I met Bill Murray in a dream once. Same oh, with Meryl cool. Streep. That's yeah. awesome. I'm kind of jealous. I mean, they don't have that experience with me, but I have it with them. You don't so. know that? You don't know that? You could be some random in their dream, you know? And they'll be like, wow, that was... I'll never know. Um, R-rated movie for the Mormons. No. My final pick... Oh. My final pick before the last Mormon movie. Well, I have two for the last Mormon Mormon ones. I guess okay, I can, that's no, fine. I'll just, I'll just use these two. That's fine. I'll yeah, just, that's my fine. Last two. That's fine. Uh, Walter Mitty, uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch this every New Year's. It is a Ben Stiller movie where he's serious, and uh-huh. it is fantastical. I love when comedic is... actors get serious, like The Truman Show, Rain yeah, Over Me. Yes, 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 yes. These are all great so, movies. Um. Just, it's about how he fantasizes living these fantastic adventures. And he works in a copy room of a magazine where he publishes about fantastic adventures. Uh So um, as time goes on, he ends up having to chase down a photographer for the final cover of the magazine before it turns into an online magazine. And in the meantime, he actually gets to have the adventures that he's always wanted and it just reminds me to do what i want every time i've watched that movie i take a little bit of step towards the person i want to be so i love it um i've never i don't think i've ever seen it but i should watch it i'll watch it so my last two are gonna be just r-rated suggestions Okay, because my last one is an R-rated suggestion for Mormons, too. So Okay. 
So Mad Max Fury Road. Oh my God! Thank you for saying this because when you were talking about uh, uh, practical effects, I was like, "We better." No, they fucking this. they fucking nailed it. This is another movie again where you can pause at any moment and hang it on your wall. Did you know you can watch it in black and white? Why would and you want to do that? And still have a cinematographical. <laughs> beautiful yeah but experience. The, co- the colors are so i know great. the colors are but, so great but when a film actually looks good in black and white when it's yeah, also when it, in color yeah. it says something about how great of a film it is yeah but i think the real message first of all we watched uh micaiah got us uh early tickets because it came out on may 15th but my birthday was may 14th and we got we went on a thursday oh, cute. so we went and got sushi and then we went to Bruvies and saw like the the um the, the showing before it actually got released oh cool yeah so that was what we did for my birthday or maybe we maybe it was the day after but we were just celebrating my birthday but there was like a big group of us but i swear it was my birthday and makaya always he's always does shit like that so um we we went to sushi and then we went to mad max fury road and i will tell you uh the, the underlying themes are so great. Mm-hmm. Like you have to understand how precious the earth is, mm-hmm. um, how corrupt leaders are and the lies mm-hmm. we tell ourselves to cope. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most poignant lines is when uh, a Morton Joe is releasing water and he says, do not become addicted to water. It will take mm-hmm. hold of you and you will resent its absence. Water. And I'm yep. like, isn't that a Paul fucking Titian? You know, yeah, yep. <laughs> taking our necessities mm-hmm. and, and like political. It made me. It made like my butthole pucker when that happened. I was like, "Holy shit!" Because it's like seriously, like okay, obviously that's an extreme, but what are movies but extremes, right? Right, and to show us something, right? And then like I love that the whole entire thing's a chase. Obviously, there's a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, freaking Charlize Theron, she's fucking Badass. amazing. Obviously, Tom Hardy's amazing. He's amazing and everything. She's amazing and everything, too. Yeah. But I just thought it was, like, one of those fun fucking movies, but with a message. And I liked that, like, Mad Ma- uh, Max was suffering from PTSD the whole time. And, like, how could you mm-hmm. not there, right? But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's just, it's just such – I watched it the other day, and I was like, God, this is a good movie. It's such a good movie. So good. I have it on like every platform. <laughs> the practical effects. And did you know there's a Moana scene that is like uh, a nod to the Mad Max movie? I've never, I've never seen Moana. It's okay. The coconuts uh, come out of nowhere and are chasing uh, Maui and Moana on their little boat. And there's like coconuts that are just like drumming in a similar style. And there's like coconuts that are evil coconuts that are like swinging back and forth on, uh-huh. <laughs> on it's pretty funny it was definitely a nod to mad max because it was so cool it was well so good. i mean all those fucking sequences they're so crazy mm-hmm. like they're so and the guy who plays a morton joe like r.i.p he did such a good job dude yeah he did such Incredible. a good job and i also love that they got models to be the wives i thought that the breeders yeah. i thought that was so great like yep. everything about it was just like really well done. Cause they could have got like hot actresses. Like Charlize Theron is obviously a hot actress and yep. she used to, she used to be a model um, or she was a dancer, but um, I love that they picked these high end models. And I love that those high end models were like, fuck yeah, sign me up. Like Elvis mm-hmm. Presley's granddaughters in it. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> it's so good. The whole thing. 
Everything about it is so good. And, like, also how they, like, survive together and gain compassion. Like, the halfling who they take in. And at first he's all, I live, I die, I live again. And then he's just like, no, 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 this is a better way to live. Because he finds, like, love and uh, he understands that it's not all about the war machine. And I also love how creepy all the leaders are. Like, every Mm -hmm. single one from, like, Bullet Bullet Farm and, like, ugh, they're all gross. I love it. So good. Okay, my last um, rated R Mormon suggestion to you. So... When I started off in film club, I did not know that you should be thinking about the movies you pick. I just thought that it was going to be a good old time. So I started mm-hmm. picking some movies that, uh, like The Vow, that I was just like, I love this movie because there's Chicago in it. There's mm-hmm. attractive people in it. It's a love story. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but they were picking like serious films that had like layers. And you're like, I'm going to pick yeah. this rom-com. <laughs> I picked a cartoon. And they're like, this is an influential movie in the film industry. I'm like, fuck. So um, I this was my the first movie that I picked that like won a – my friend Scott, he just picks fun of me because of the movies I would pick. Uh-huh. But this movie got like a – hmm, like in the middle of the movie and I knew – that's you, when I had like arrived at film club. And when we started film club, club up again, this is the movie he picked oh, as cool. his first, first choice. So also shout out to Christy. Who's mad that we never went to this in theaters because I didn't want to ruin my experience with Rachel McAdams from the vow. So this movie is called about time. Uh-huh. Have you seen it? No. About time is another movie I watch every new year's uh so beautifully done it's the music is right every actor is right it's got like domino hall gleason bill nye rachel mcadams several other famous people in it Isn't it, it about uh, like conditioning someone though no it is a story about how it's a time travel story mm-hmm. the men in the family are able to travel back in time uh, in their personal lives to relive days or make different decisions. And um, his father has chosen to use his talent to read every book he's ever wanted to read. So he just spends all of his time travel reading books. Some of the people in his family have used it to gain money or love, but um, or like, a, you know, fame or whatever. Uh-huh. But this, yeah. this kid finds out um, that he can do this and he always tries to fall in love with it. And one time, hold on, I got a cough again. <laughs> one time, he meets this girl, uh, Rachel McAdams, mm-hmm. and has a real connection with her. And then after the after the dinner or whatever that they meet at, he um, goes back in time and makes a different decision, thereby losing her phone number. But he doesn't feel like he can make the decision to go back and change that decision. So he has to find another way to fall in love with her. Oh, okay. And um, in the end, it's just a story about love and about living your life the right way the first time instead mm-hmm. of trying to go back all the time and repeat the days to make it, to get it right. There's like no more what ifs. Just like take the time every day to live the life that you want. Right. And... uh there's a very touching scene at the end um, about just loving your family too. So 
Uh, so good. Please watch it. I don't know if I'd relate to that one. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> same. I I have the same thing. Um, but I have the privilege of having posterity now and um, changing our stars, so to say. And so every time I watch a movie now where the mom or the dad and the kid get along, it's no longer about my past trauma. It's about, it's about your future. Um, yeah. What the mm-hmm. opportunity that we're going to have with Halo. So, right. Sorry that you don't have that. No, but. it's okay. No, I'm, I'm just fucking around. All um, right. I don't care. I'm uh, Yeah. It's, it sounds like <laughs> a good movie. Um, so my final one is Joker. Yay. <laughs> so the reason why I was just so gung ho to see, it, I saw opening night and I saw it three time in theaters. But the mm. reason why I was so glad how to go is because I was like, I was sure he used my laugh. I'm sure I've told this story before. <sighs> just to recap, um, he was doing a junket at one of my restaurants um, during Sundance. And I was holding court with my crew, laughing my ass off about something. Uh-huh. And I'm, I, and then I just see him look over at me. Like, mm-hmm. inqui- like, like he like is talking to someone who he, so he's facing me, but he's, like I can't see yeah, him because he's not talking to you. He's talking like he's down the stairs, like he's down like four stairs in a different area of the restaurant. Um, but he's talking to someone, so he's facing me, so I can't see him. But the person he's because the person he's talking to is there's backs to me, but mm-hmm. he like turns his head, so he's like staring moving. at you. Yeah, he's staring at me while I'm laughing, and I just gave him like the hey. But I think it's interesting because less than two weeks later, I tried to kill myself. Oh my god! So I wonder if he heard something in my laugh. I don't know, um, but I I don't know. I can't I can't wait to meet him so I can ask him where he got his laugh because there's three different laughs in Joker. Um, so that's why I was excited to see it. But then yeah. when I was there and I w- sat through it, I'm like, this is a fucking amazingly w- well done movie. Yep. It's so yep. fucking poignant. And the reason it's why I want everyone to watch to it, yeah, is to understand uh, those who are losing their battle with mental health. Yes. Um, yes. Seriously, though, like I, I ached watching him try and try and try only to be foiled again and again and again and finally just yes. fucking snap. Yes. Like everyone he was reaching out to didn't care. Yep. Um, I, There's a obviously flaw in the whole entire health, mental health system here. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's, and, and it's like set in the 70s. I feel like it has a very taxi driver feel to it, which I love. Sure. Um, yeah. But I think they I think they set it back in the back in the day just to make it um so we could like detach to learn from it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because if it was modern day we'd be like too real i'm not i don't like this but like he seriously just tries and there's like this childhood trauma involved too and like he's nutty like he's lost his goddamn mind but he Mm had there's no one to help him and i just thought it was just so spot on and he did, he did such a good job. Like he, he deserved did. the Oscar. Absolutely. Absolutely deserved it. There were times in that movie where the film crew just said, keep filming. Mm-hmm. He's going, he went off script so many times, like the fridge scene. There's so many scenes that he just, mm-hmm. he, he was the Joker mm-hmm. and people got so mad about this movie because it wasn't what they wanted it to be. What did they want it to be? It's reality. Um, like yeah, they, super, no, they wanted it, no, they wanted it to be like a Heath Ledger type of Joker, or like they wanted it to be a different brand of Joker yeah, instead but that's, of an actual that's Joker. Interesting though, because the Joker is the most controversial, one of the more controversial characters because it does affect the people who play it. Like Heath Ledger killed himself, right? He, he overdosed, and like I feel like 
and like Jared Leto's is super controversial. I'm like, I don't care. He made it his own. Like, who cares? Because I, like, think... I feel like every Joker is so drastically different. Like, think of Jack Nicholson's Joker compared to Heath Ledger's. People right. were pissed when Heath Ledger came out. Right. But, like, I love every interpretation of the Joker. I think it's great. Yes. And I love when they make it their They're own. But there was so... also so many nods to all the other Jokers in this, too, which I thought was sure. great. Um, also, just the Joker is not a character. It's a commentary. Like, yeah, it's absolutely And every single Joker that has been out has been a commentary. So. Well, and I think it's interesting that Batman, like, Joker never, like, Batman doesn't kill anyone anyways, but, like, he, like, tolerates Joker, and I think it's because he thinks that he's mentally, like, he's, like, mentally ill, right? Mm-hmm. But I love the scene with him and Bruce Wayne. Like, I love that yes. scene because he thought he was yes. his brother. Like, I thought the origin story was just, like, so lovely and yeah. um, sad, just really mm-hmm. sad. He played it so well, and the fact that he laughs like that when he's nervous... Like, I just, when he's on the bus, I seriously was just crying. Yeah. Or when he's on the train, I was just crying the whole time. Because it's just like, oh, my God, could you imagine? Like, he has nobody. Yep. He has, like. He has to laugh through his pain. Well, no, I mean, he has a neurological disease. Yes, yes. And, like, he has a card and everything. But it's just like, that is. And, like, he's getting the shit kicked out of him all the time. And, like, when the, the, the sign gets broken over him and he gets, like, accused of stealing it. The, the whole uh, clown face scene mm-hmm. just is, like, symbolic, but also well done. Like, yeah. He fucking nails it. Fucking nails it. And that whole movie, yeah, that movie was great. So, like, break your rated R. I mean, you know, if you're going to do it, do it with that one. Do it right. If you're going to do it. Do it right. If you're going to make Jesus suffer for your rated R movies, you might as well make him suffer for it. Yeah. Like, make him enjoy the stuff. Like, because he's going to watch it. Yeah. Wa- he watched all your sins, so make sure you watch good movies. Yes. So Jesus watched good sins and Gethsemane. I did it the right this time. Good job. I'm so proud of <laughs> me. I'm learning. Okay. Well, do we say these things? We do. Thank you so much for joining us in this journey. <sighs> this was a well, this is past due. I can't believe, I can't wait to do it again. I, this was so fun for me. Yeah, movies are so important, but um, cool. yeah, I'm sure we'll continue to do this, so. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you next time. We say these things. Name just Christ. Christ. Amen. Is This The Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.